This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. In this episode of Soundmaking, we spoke to American composer and guitarist Michael Pizarro Lou about his work Barricades, a one-hour multi-movement piece for piano and electronics, written in close collaboration with the Israeli pianist Shira Legman. The album was released on the New Jersey-based label Elsewhere in 2019. In our talk, Michael spoke about the nature of his collaboration with Legman, his relationship to the piano, and what historical repertoire inspired him while composing this music. At the end of this episode, we will listen to the track Study Number 13 from this beautiful recording, but we truly advise you to check out the entire album from the elsewheremusic.net website. Hello, my name is Michael Pizarro Lu, and I'm talking to you from Valencia, California, uh, which is near Los Angeles. Today we're going to talk about a fairly recent piece of mine called Barricades. It started with um, contact with a great Israeli pianist named Shira Legman. Shira runs uh, an experimental music group or helps run an experimental group in Tel Aviv called Musica Nova, uh, which had actually been founded by one of my good friends, Amnon Woolman. And through that group, she got to know some of my music and became an extra expert performer of a piece of mine for harmonic piano. That is a pianist that mostly plays harmonics on the strings. The piece is called Akasa. And so we had a fair amount of contact when she was learning that piece. And then she became someone who played a fair amount of my music and finally proposed that we work on a piece together. And she found a, a residency for us in New Hampshire in 2018. And that's where we started working on the piece. And I didn't really know Shira's other playing very well outside of the experimental music world but she's a very accomplished classical music pianist. And I asked her to send me pieces she really loved to play. And along with Ligeti and Chelsea, there were pieces by Chopin and Rachmaninoff and um, uh, a little bit of Mozart and uh, Francois Couperin. And I was really taken by the music, but especially the Couperin, and in fact, she sent one of my all-time favorite pieces, uh, which is called Le Barricade Mysterieuse, uh, Mysterious Barricades is the way I learned it. Uh, I had known the piece for a very long time through a transcription for a classical guitar, which I used to play. Uh, but of course, the uh, harpsichord keyboard version is far superior. Uh, in any case, um, when we got together, uh, we started playing, or she started playing through that music, and um, I, at some point, realized I wanted to write a piece in a way that used this sort of Baroque technique of the Pasacaglia, which I'd never done before, and uh, I don't normally think of myself as a neo-Baroque composer, whatever that might mean, 
the idea of a chord progression, of course, as a guitarist and somebody who started out playing rock music is very familiar, but it's not something I've worked with super often. Um, but while we were there, I created a kind of a chord series that modulates from D minor to E flat. I started writing short pieces based on this, and that's how etudes came to be, is that I was using these, you know, 20 or 30 chords, and uh, I didn't want the piece to be a huge, like, expansion of this one chord progression, but I wanted to take several runs at the same thing. And so Barricades consists of 13 sort of etudes or uh, studies, um, each one in its way derived from that. And uh, because I knew I would use, or I knew I wanted to use, um, recordings of electronic resonance from the piano um, or from recorded resonance from the piano that I would manipulate electronically. Um, eventually there were two uh, totally like in the studio composed pieces that don't have live piano. So there are 15 tracks, 13 with the piano, some with electronics and piano, and then two fully electronic. In any case, I really wanted to write a few studies that would be a bit more technically demanding. And, you know, we looked at Messiaen, especially in Ravel, and I started to understand much better than I did before, fingering patterns and things like that. And so some of the etudes are actually, for my work, fairly technical, fairly fast. In uh, 2018, I worked on the piece for the next six months, pretty nonstop. And um, one etude followed another, it, a little bit like what happens with some of the Beethoven variations, to an extent they get further and further from the original source. Um, at some point I decided that the original source, though, should be in the middle of the piece. So anybody interested in this question wants to know how it began. If you listen to a study number eight, that was the actual first thing written. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the last two pieces in Barricades. Um, they are uh, an electronic study or um, interlude, uh, which is drawn from resonance that Shearer recorded for me, and then uh, based on the chords that I was using, and then that is turned into kind of a music concrete sort of a piece. Um, and then it leads to the final piece of the whole set, which is number 13, um, which was in fact the piece that was the most challenging to write. Uh, this felt in a way like a, the kind of piece that could literally just spawn endless numbers of studies, but you have to stop somewhere. The piece is already over an hour long, uh, which for some people might even be too long. <laughs> uh, but I thought I, I need something slightly different character from the preceding 12 etudes or studies uh, to finish the piece. Built into this kind of passacaglia was a movement between D minor and E flat minor. Um, I call it a modulation, uh, it's probably a better word, it's a shift. And this is built into every piece, not always exactly the same way. Sometimes it comes earlier, sometimes it comes later. Sometimes instead of going to E flat, it goes to C sharp. With every study, I tried to rethink how that happened. Uh, but I decided that I wanted the main structural event of the 13th study to feature that movement. 
So in fact, the study is in two parts. The first part very solidly in D minor, and then um, within the context of this piece, a dramatic movement to the E flat. Uh, and it's the only piece that really has that kind of uh, decisive shift. Basically, everything electronic in the piece is either sign tones, which I've worked with uh, many, many times, or um, piano resonance, that's all. And given that the resonance, meaning the overtones of the piano, had played a prominent role right in the very first study, number one, um, I wanted them to come back. And so the way in which that comes back is by the pianist playing harmonics uh, on the piano, uh, which of course I knew Shira knew how to do because she'd played a casa. Nearly everything in the piece uh, was sketched. I sent it to her or we worked on it together. She made lots of comments. Again, I wanted this to feel very idiomatic for the pianist. Uh, and uh, I wanted it to fit her style of playing. Um, and so there's this, I think, it, even though I quote unquote wrote the piece, uh, there's really a, an awful lot in this uh, that comes from Shira's suggestions about what did work and what didn't work. And the more I got into the piece, the more I started thinking about ornamentation. People who know Louis and Francois Couperin's music know that it wouldn't exist without heavy degree of ornamentation. Um, people who know my music probably know that I have resisted ornamentation most of my life. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I would say if I was being polemical that I'm almost opposed to it, uh, not in other people's music, uh, but in my own. And over the course of writing the piece, I started to find a way to think about ornament that was both appropriate for the instrument, I think, and that would make sense structurally. And there's a sense in which ornamentation grows over the course of the piece. So it begins just with chords and resonance. And a single line is the second study. And then you get two lines in the third study. At some point you're in four parts. And then the piece becomes more and more keyboardistic. Um, and here and there, ornaments, Conventional ones and unconventional ones start to appear. Um, ornaments, arpeggiations, a single tone that gathers a cloud around it uh, could be considered as a kind of ornamentation. And so I allowed study number 13 to really get the full ornamental treatment. And the whole first part of the piece, uh, it starts with this, as I mentioned, this sort of homage both to the resonance and to um, Shira playing Akasa. That's a little bit of an introduction. And then you get this kind of D drone, um, both in the electronic sine waves and in the piano. And that's essentially the source of the ornamentation in the first part of the piece, is that um, the D itself um, starts to gather this kind of momentum. I think of it as being the way I kind of reconciled myself to this was to think that the ornamentation would be internal to the sound. Um, and so this uh, is essentially how the first part of the piece develops, is that this D starts to take on some of the harmonic echoes of this Pasacalia. It gets heavily ornamented, it gets spread throughout the keyboard, and then at some point, um, 
before the halfway mark, the E flat, which as I said, that's the sort of structural change in this piece, the E flat is introduced and forecasted, you could say, and then at the halfway mark, anybody looking at the score would say bar 56, um, it moves decisively and permanently to E flat. And so there's a sense in which the entire arc of barricades is an attempt to move from D to E flat. And so in a way, like actually many of my other pieces, Barricades is about a change taking place and a change that maybe announces itself. And then at some point there is a shift and the world is different after the shift. And in this piece, this happens uh, right near the end. To end this episode, we listen to the final movement of Michael Pizarro-Lew's Barricades for Piano and Electronics, as performed by Shira Legman. Thank you.
Thank you.